SoWin TV presents. SoWin TV presents. Faith and hope with sweet tea and sass. Encouraging couples to reconnect with God and with each other so they can live their happily ever after too. Hi everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Sweet Tea and Sass. I'm supposed to say sass. I'm sorry. I just got into it. <laughs> he got ahead of me. He took my line. Oh, well, that's what happens when you've been married as long as we have. We tend to think for each other and talk for each other. Yes. It's a hazard of the job i guess this is not a job sometimes it's a job it's an adventure that is for <laughs> sure <laughs> no doubt about that okay what's our scripture today sweet tea well before we get into the scripture on our last episode we were speaking of trying to figure out how to be a stay-at-home mom yes and stay home with that brown-eyed girl and so this episode, we're going to delve into something that's uh, totally out of character for you. what, for me, and <laughs> for what uh, we have been going through so far as a couple and a young family. And One of those things that old wives would say, never say never. Exactly. Because every time you do, you eat those words. So this week's scripture is John 14, 6. Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Okay, you're going to have to explain to me how that fits in today's topic. Well, uh, it'll come around. Okay. <laughs> it'll come around. So as we're, as we're growing in our family, trying to figure out how we're going to make ends meet. You know, excuse me a minute, I got a mustache hair. You got plenty of air, that's for sure. It's not on top anymore. It's yeah. hanging down. It used to be beautiful blonde feathers just going back. And then it just kind of flowed all the way back. And now it's just sagging. <laughs> so, as I stated, we're in this young family trying to figure out how to get things going and how to make ends meet. And Elizabeth and I are on our way home from a evening church service and you know we're discussing about things you know our future and what we want to do and where we want to go and and i and don't want to be working anymore and she doesn't want to be working and she wants to stay at home with the babies and with the baby baby it was baby at that time it was baby but we were discussing what our future looked like and i knocked her socks off when i told her that what do you think about joining me joining the air force and reserves reserves and getting the reserves to pay for my college and then using that degree to work on getting an amp license and going to work for the airlines yeah and one of the big selling points as i remember is it's just one weekend a month and two weeks every summer that's all i have to do right mm -hmm, that's what i remember that's what I remember so too. I could get my degree. I can work locally at the airport. 
and I can do one weekend a month and two weekends every summer. Sounded like a pretty good selling point to me. And they would pay for my college. Yeah. So. And you could probably stay home with Megan after I get all of this accomplished. Yep. Yeah. So those all sounded reasonable to me. I sounded like everybody, everybody wins. Yeah. Everybody wins. Everybody wins. So we prayed about it and we felt that Uncle Sam was the only way up for where we were at financially and and um so forth and there go our title of today's episode uncle sam the only way up exactly but turned out our only way out (laughs) yes our only way out way out so we we figured that excuse me here a second folks it's all right you're gonna edit anyway so we we figured we figured that i talked to a recruiter we had some friends at church who were in the Air Force and in the reserves. So I talked to them and we talked to their wives and, and husbands and husbands and to figure out if this was a is it would if this was legit and if it was a good move. And everybody we talked to gave us a thumbs up and said, Yes, this is a way to go. It it's a way to have your cake and eat it too, so to speak. And so I said, Well, okay. So I called the local base and it took local, a long time to bake that cake. Yeah. So I uh, called the local base and talked to the local recruiter on base and got a pass to go speak to him. And and he said, why do you want to join the reserves? And I said, well, I want to join the reserves because I remember what it was like when my dad was in the Air Force and the lifestyle that they had and the lifestyle I had as a child growing up and having the things that I wanted plus needed and and. Sometimes. Sometimes. But it was also a way for me to serve my country and stay at home and not have to move every two to three years <laughs> or four years. Uh-huh. As my dad did when he was active duty Air Force. Mm-hmm. So the recruiter said, well, you can, uh, we got some openings for you. You can, uh, you can learn how to load bombs on an A-10. And, uh, well, you had to take some tests first, didn't you? Well, we're still, we're still talking and figure yeah. out figure out you know what I wanted to do and and uh I said well I really don't want to be a a bomb loader a bb stacker as they call it yeah and And, you talked to me about it and I was like you can't do that on the outside what's the point in getting trained to do that exactly so I said well let's just uh what else do you have and he said well we don't have anything right now but we do have the KC-10s here and and they're always looking for for crew chiefs and stuff. And I said, that's what I want to do. And okay, can you uh, can you interpret for the people? Crew chief is a mechanic on an airplane. Yeah, they're the ones who pump gas, kick the tires, and and send them on the way. Well, you do more than that. Yeah, but that's you fix the airplane like a mechanic fixes a car. True, but and he said, well, that's that's the way to go. And so he took my name down, and he said, when there's an opening, I'll call you. And I said, okay. Sounds good. So I left the base and headed to work. And about the time I got to work, there was a phone call waiting on me. And the recruiter called and said, we have a spot for you. You'll leave for basic training in March. This was December December 15th. 15th of 1988. Now we just showed our age for sure. Yeah. (laughs) 
So we have been married four years. Four years at this point. Yep, just past and four I, years. And I was I was going to be the old man in basic training. Yeah. So we we continued praying about it, making sure this is where we wanted to go and what we wanted to do. And I continued to talk to uh, recruiters and or not recruiters, but fellow fellow airmen and friends that we had that were in the military. And we really we were. We knew this was the way out for us to to increase our increase our financial gain, but to get us out of the woods and the sticks. <laughs> well, we weren't we were happy with where we lived well, and yeah, everything. We but were, you wanted you wanted to you wanted I wanted something more than being a car mechanic. And you 80, wanted me eighty hours a week a better life for Megan. And, and I it, wanted a better life you for Megan. Me to be able to stay home. Yes, if that's what I wanted to do. You always supported me and yep. whatever I wanted to whatever. do, you were all for it. Yep. I knew you didn't want to work. I knew you wanted to stay at home. I wanted to stay at home. So, I wanted to go back to school. Yep. So those were things that all, all of this weighed in. All of this was weighing in on our decision to um, move forward into the uh, realm of the military, knowing that when I was in the Air Force, I swore up and down I would never join the military. When you were a brat. Yeah, when I was a brat at home. Now, let's translate that, because a lot of people know, but a brat? A brat is a military child who is born and raised living in the military lifestyle. Doesn't know any other way of life. They nope. were born that way. Born that way, live that way. We have three of those. We have three of those. Three little brats. Yep. They're big brats now. But they're still brats. But the the acronym BRAT stands for boldness for a child. Adaptability. Well, boldness, responsibility, adaptability, and um, trustworthy. Meaning they're bold anywhere they move to. They have to be. Because you have to be able to adjust. You're responsible anywhere, anywhere you go because you have to be. You have to be able to adapt because everywhere you move, it's something new. Right. And you're never anywhere long enough to really build up good friends or or anything like that. You and then trustworthy, it. you have to learn to trust people when you move someplace new. Yep. And trusting is uh is it's a hard thing to do. And mm. it's and it's a hard it's a hard life to uh or not a hard life, but it it's it is hard life. It is hard. It's a sacrifice. It's it is. Yeah. And it was something that you said you would never put your kids through because of because you didn't love it. I didn't love it being a kid as a kid. And I knew nothing about it. The only thing I knew about the military was a couple of, you know, air shows that I went to as a kid, which is tells you nothing about the military. I knew nothing at all. I was actually intimidated by the base and the military. And <laughs> I was actually scared that I was going to do something wrong and that they were going to like throw me in the brig or something. I mean, I was, I was very, and I never told you that, but now, you know, but I was actually very intimidated and scared to go on base, to drive on base, to do anything on base. I was actually very, very scared of that. Yep. So, you know, I, I had no knowledge of what, military life was like boy did i learn fast 
Yes. Fast and hard. It was hard lessons to learn. So the base that I was assigned to was Barksdale Air Force Base there in Louisiana, my first duty station. Now, when I say base, most people don't realize how big a base is. And a base is basically a small city. Now, when I see when I mean small city, there's a hospital on base, there's a grocery store on base, there's a bowling alley on base, there was a movie theater on base, restaurants, there were restaurants on base, anything and everything you needed to do, you could do on base and never have to go downtown. Then, then, not now, not now. Many, many, many of those things are closed down on most bases. Most bases are reducing in size, unfortunately. Yep. Thanks to Uncle Sam. Yeah, and as 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 uh, military members, we are losing. We have lost many, many, many of those benefits, benefits. and um, and we haven't been compensated for them in any other way. Although they are calling military members and families to sacrifice and give more and more and more, and not get any kind of other compensation as far as raises or um, benefits, and we've lost a great deal of our benefits that we had. Yeah, so. So, you know, well, he's so, but I mean, you'll find that as we talk about our life and our career in the military, and I say our, because I feel like it is, I I put in 38 years by his side, you'll find that that's one of my soapbox issues is that wives, spouses and families, children, especially spouses and children do not get the appreciation that we deserve. We can be standing right there beside a military member and he can be in uniform and we can be standing right beside him and somebody walk up and thank him for his service and act like we don't even exist, like we're not even there. They won't say, hi, how are you? Thank you. Kiss my butt. Nothing to us. And that is very hurtful to me. And I know to many spouses it is because there are many nights we lay awake praying and crying. Because we don't know if our spouse is going to come home. We don't know if we're going to be a widow by morning. We don't know if our children are going to be orphans. If we're going to have to tell our children when they wake up that daddy's not coming home. Um, Many things that break. Children that get sick and have to be hospitalized. We have to do all that by ourselves. Most of the time in a strange place that we don't know anybody. If it wasn't for other military families, we'd have nobody. And we get no no thank you, no appreciation. And especially active duty, when when their spouse dies, they don't even get any benefits. All of their benefits are gone. They don't get retirement. They don't get medical. They don't get anything. My mother-in-law served 24 years right beside my father-in-law. When my father-in-law passed away, she lost all of her benefits. And that's not right. They don't deserve that. We don't don't. deserve that. We sacrificed everything. And it's not right. But anyway, this is supposed to be a funny podcast. (laughs) Well, we did tell them the good, the bad, and the funny. All right. Sorry about my little tangent there. It's just one of my real pet peeves. 
So we're I've signed up. I've officially sworn an oath to serve the country. And now I'm just waiting for basic training. Even in March, got three months. Got three months. So we try and do everything we can possibly do to get ready for me being gone for six weeks for basic training and then six to eight weeks of technical school after that. And and boy, did we not have any idea what that three months was going to be like. No, we did not. We had no idea the roller coaster ride we were going to go on for that next three months. So that this... This three months was uh, between December and March was uh, a time of anticipation. It was a time of uh, turmoil. Turmoil. It was a time of excitement. Heartbreak. Uh, yeah, time of heartbreak. And um, but you know we made the best of what it was, and you know life life tends to throw young couples curves that they're not expecting. <laughs> young. Young couples, old couples, all couples in between. Life keeps throwing you curveballs. Yep. As I say in in a lot in my in a lot one of my talks that I do. What are you gonna do? You're gonna duck. You're gonna cry. You're gonna stop. You're gonna quit. You can't. You just have to adjust and keep going. So, it's uh, you know, I'm trying to prepare my job where I work. Currently, I'm working at Firestone, and as a salesperson, and you hated it. Oh, he hated it. No, I was back at Firestone as a mechanic. I was still working at Firestone as. Had you left? I hadn't let. I hadn't. I hadn't gone to Goodyear yet. Oh, you. That that's that's another. Oh, that's another story. After basic training, that was after basic training, but I was still working at Goodyear, trying to you know Firestone or Firestone, trying to tell them you know this is what's going to happen, you know. And you have to hold my job for when I come back from basic training. And he point is another good thing about staying married for a long time and, and sticking it out and good is that you, you become each other's brain. So when one, one brain malfunctions and says the wrong thing, the other one can make up for your brain. So we do that all the time. Scary. Yeah, it is. So I'm trying to. The mind meld thing. Trying to let my. My employer know that that they have to hold my position. They can hire anybody they want to, but when I come back, I get my job back. They can't fire me for it. At your rate of pay, they can't. At my rate of pay, they can't decrease my pay. pay. Cut your hours. Nope. They. It's like I took a three month vacation. Well, uh, approved. Approved vacation from from the company. So, and my manager at the time was fighting me tooth and nail on it. Finally, his boss. Set him down and looked and said, he told him, said, if you don't want to be sued, you need to shut your mouth. And when he comes back, he's ready to go back to work. You let him come back to work. So they they got off their high horse about it. And I continued working there and continued hating it and, and trying to get as much money as I could yeah, put back. That time of year. Oh, yeah. it's just. Between, that... between uh, Thanksgiving and Easter, so to speak. Is when everybody's doing their taxes and and all and Christmas after and Christmas shop, after Christmas nobody has money nobody's got any money so nobody's fixing their cars unless it's just absolutely necessary and so it's hard to make money that time of year and you're just getting paid minimum wage for the hours you're on the clock yep so it, you know minimum yep. wage back then was 
what I think oh, I was making six fifty an hour. I don't even remember. Five fifty an hour. I mean, it was wasn't much. It wasn't much. It wasn't enough to to feed but a baby. Back, but back then, gas was only a dollar a gallon. I don't know. Would you quit aging us, please? <laughs> I don't want to be talking about how old I am. Uh, they know how old they are. They, how old we are? They can look at us and tell. <laughs> uh, excuse me, I look excellent for my age. Don't be talking about me like that to my face. That's why they call me sex. Mm -hmm. And I'm just old sweetie. <laughs> well, the old part and the tea part might so, be true sometimes. How are how our Bible verse this morning? Yes. How does that apply? I'm still not getting it. So not we, the brain, the man mind meld thing isn't okay. isn't working. So the topic of our discussion today was Uncle Sam's the only way up as we figured the only way to get out of finance. Yeah. But today's Bible verse is stating oh, that wow. yes. Jesus is the only way. He's the only way up. He's the only way up. Yep. So the Uncle Sam may have been how we got out of the financial situation we were in, but still Jesus is the only way up out of the chaos and despair and doom and gloom of this world that we live in and the sin yes. that's in this world so that's how today's bible verse correlates with uh, yes. uncle sam being the only way up the stresses of life jesus is the only way yes. out of the stresses of this life now that, with that being said doesn't that doesn't mean being saved by christ doesn't mean we're going to have we're not going to have issues and we're oh. going to have turmoil and we're not going to no. have that just means what we have here on earth is not our final right we're just passing through. We can look at things when when things happen and, and situations get hard. We can say, you know, this is only temporary. Yep. It's only temporary because we know where we're going. Yep. Because we know but Jesus even, died to save us. Even back then, you know, it was hard to see. You it know, because is. we were so focused on the issues right in front of our face that we couldn't see our nose despite our face. And, and it just. Yeah. You learn that kind of stuff as you gain age. You know, I think as you get older, you've learned from wisdom, but you're also closer to heaven. So you've you you know, you can see more clearly. You've got we've gained well, wisdom. We're always we're always one step closer to heaven, whether it's today, tomorrow, or you know, only God knows our our time and I don't when I was it was just harder for me to trust when I was younger. I, I've I've learned trust over the years because I never, I didn't have, I didn't know how to trust. I didn't, I was not a trusting person and I was taught not to be a trusting person. So um, I've learned how to trust and it's, it's been a hard lesson to learn. It's, it's taken a, a day steep, or two. Steep climb. Taking a day or two. But I want to mention a couple of things. Let's talk about reboots. Let's talk about the reboot retreats that we do. Yeah. Um. um so if you're, ha if you're married, and your life is rolling along smoothly or bumpy or whatever it may be. You might have a great marriage. You might have a good marriage. We had a great marriage. We did a reboot. Yeah. As part of learned our training some, and loved learned, it. Learned some stuff that we um, didn't realize that we needed. Yeah. But a marriage reboot is a way for couples to get back to basics and learn, relearn their true love. Reconnect reconnect yeah. on reconnect on things because life gets in the way 
life happens and you lose that intimacy you lose that relationship you get accustomed to your your partner and, and your routine and your routine and life day in day out and it just gets for lack of a better word mundane but you know that's that's life and a reboot is a way to reinvigorate your marriage and just like they call it a reboot just like you reboot a computer when it starts yep. getting a glitch in it or whatever starts slowing down or dragging down same it, thing it's, it's the a, same just thing. a reboot it's the same thing you just kind of go away for a weekend and it's just one it's couple a, and and us and we just we just get our books out and our charts and we and we have a good time yep our last couple we did a reboot with we would ride motorcycles for half the day with them and then do the reboot half the day and then go to dinner in the evening and have a good time. So it's... Uh, yes, the kind of stuff we like to do. Oh, and we were camping too. So we were yeah. in our RVs. They were in their RV. We were in our RV. So... That was interesting. Know. Yeah, it was fun. We, I mean, we had a good time. But, you know, a reboot is a way for couples to re-engage with each other and find their love again. Yeah. Rekindle that love, yep. I think. Yeah. And so, you know, if you're curious or you have questions about that, you can go to our website, the Clayman Group, C-L-A-M-O-N Group, the Group.com. And uh, there's a button on there that says um, click for a discovery call or click for a call. And it's a th it's a 30 minute Zoom call and it's free. And we just talk to you about it, tell you what it's about. And you tell us a little bit about you and what you're going through and we and then we all and then we all pray about it mm -hmm. and see if this is really what God wants us to do and where he wants to lead us and if this is in fact what um you guys you guys really want and uh so just uh yep. just uh just to let you know that's something that we offer and something we do and we really enjoy we also have some workshops coming up we'll be telling you more about that some marriage workshops coming yep. up um in uh, April and May. Well, maybe not April now because I've got a lot of speaking gigs coming up yeah, in April. June. Probably May and June. We'll have some workshops coming up. Yep. And uh, so we'll be telling you guys about those as well and putting those in our notes in the show notes. So you'll know about those coming up as well. So, um, so, you know, have some opportunities for you to come on and learn some more about us and see us and, um, and learn about our marriage ministry. Yep. So that's uh, that's all for this week, folks. I uh, hope you enjoyed it. And we look forward to talking to you next week on Sweet Tea. And Sass. He didn't steal my line this time. Nope. She can do her own line. Bye, y'all. Are you feeling broken or lost? Are you struggling to find a community of like-minded women? Come join us on Soul Win, Shining Our Light Women's Inspiration Network. Soul Win women have come out victoriously from their dark places and now use their God-given gifts to shine their light to the whole world. Get your free 30-day trial today. Go to www.soulwin.tv to subscribe now. Are you feeling broken or lost? Are you struggling to find a community of like-minded women? Come join us on Soul Win, Shining Our Light Women's Inspiration Network. 
Soulwin women have come out victoriously from their dark places and now use their God-given gifts to shine their light to the whole world. Get your free 30-day trial today. Go to www.soulwin.tv to subscribe now.